0: With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Well, we will uh, stay
1: in Los Angeles. Uh, we'll talk about the Lakers as we welcome in Jovan Buha, who covers the Lakers for the Athletic. Joining us on the premier Chevrolet of Carlsbad fan hotline. Yovan, we appreciate you joining us, talking a little Lakers with us. Uh, they've won five of six, lost to Denver a couple of nights ago. How would you sum up the last uh, couple of weeks in L.A.?
2: Yeah, well, thank you for having me. Uh, I think things are trending up for the Lakers. Like right now, um, you know, with, with the way they've been playing lately, um, it, it's easy to have some optimism, which wasn't the case earlier in the season <laughs> with their zero and five start and two and ten start. Um, I think really the, the big thing kind of hanging over everything is Anthony Davis's health and, and his return. Uh, but we, we got an update today from Darvin Hamm that uh, he, he did resume, uh, you know, on court activities today. Uh, You know, no contact stuff, so just kind of some shooting and some stuff in the weight room, but uh, he is starting to ramp up towards a a potential return in in the next couple weeks here, so I I think that's another cause for some optimism. Uh, They have a five-game homestand coming up where, uh, you know, not not the easiest stretch of schedule, but I think they can definitely get at least a couple wins here and and sort of maintain uh, their their win percentage, so I think LeBron James, you know, over the last few weeks has, has been playing at an incredible level. Uh, Russell Westbrook has, has been playing well off the bench. Uh, they've gotten some good contributions from their supporting cast. So um, I, I think we're starting to see the outline of a team that uh, could be feisty later in the season, depending on Anthony Davis's health and ultimately what they end up doing uh, ahead of the February 9th to trade deadline.
3: Jovan Buha joins us here on the Premier Chevrolet of Carlsbad Fan Hotline. And Yovan, first, enjoy reading your work, man. I, I've been, we've been following you. you for a little bit. Uh, uh, let's start. We'll get into the meat and potatoes of this of this ball club here in a second. But I want to talk about LeBron James and his comments the other day. Uh, it, it sounds like uh, he, he's walking to the bus with Sam Amick and, Mick and uh, really seemed like put the gauntlet down for uh, the front office in terms of a, a move. He's ex- he's expects a move to be made or at least he thinks one should be made. How was that received, and and do you expect a move to be made? It certainly seems like their options now are are a little bit less. Came into the season, Westbrook was one of the names that you kept hearing. He's played well enough. Where I, I don't think it's it's a, a good idea at this point to move him. How do you see this shaking out?
2: Yeah, well, I, as you said, Le, LeBron has been active uh, the, the the past couple weeks with with his comments. He, he had. Um, the, the the comment after the Miami game where he was also kind of alluding to um, you know I don't want to go out uh, kind of this way I, I want to go out competing for championships and and whatnot so I think he's been kind of um, you know get, <laughs> making it be known that he, he wants the team to trade these picks and and you know improve the roster uh, for for the you know the postseason and, and for next season um, and not really just kind of you know stay dormant the way that they have for Um, you know, obviously since the the summer in in terms of making a trade. So, um, you know, I I think, you know, he hasn't spoken with the media since that article has come out. He obviously pushed back a little bit on Twitter, but I I think there there was some nuance there where he didn't take back his comments or, um, you know, didn't say he was misquoted or thought it was off the record. He merely just said his patience isn't waning, and and that was kind of the way it was framed in the tweet. So I, I thought that was interesting that, he didn't really walk anything back necessarily. He just didn't like the characterization. Um, so I, I think that was a little bit of damage control. Mm. Um, from the Lakers then, I mean, I don't think this is anything new necessarily. I think when LeBron signed that extension uh, in the summer, there was an expectation that they were going to make a move. I think for the Lakers, they just haven't been able to find that move. Um, and, and it kind of comes down to you know the, their palate for giving up uh, a pick, if not two. And um, as for now, I'm, I'm probably leaning more towards them not making a move, mm. to, to be honest. Um, I think right now, if you look at the, the trade market, there's more buyers than sellers. And, and they're really if you look at the teams that are selling. It's, it's the Detroit, it's the San Antonio, Houstons, Like, those teams don't really have pieces that the Lakers are interested in, with the okay. exception maybe being Boyan Bogdanovich in, in Detroit. So I think the, the three teams that kind of keep an eye on are Chicago, Toronto, and Washington. If one of those teams ends up pivoting, you know, they, they suffer an injury or, or they go on a skid uh, ahead of the trade deadline, Maybe one of those three teams, uh, you know, pivots and makes some guys available as a fire sale. I think the Lakers will be interested in a Zach Levine, a Demar Derozan, yeah. uh, Gary Trent Jr., Fred VanVleet, uh, Kyle Kuzma. So, like those types of guys, I think could maybe be available closer to that that February 9th date. But as of now, I think they're kind of in a waiting game where they really have to see how the, the rest of the league approaches the trade market because obviously you, you have to have someone you know willing to play ball with you and right now they just haven't really found a realistic uh, partner so I think for them it's, it's a bit of a waiting game and the other piece is you know how did the AD come back you, you know can he right. come back within the next couple of weeks how does he look uh, you know what, what's that ramp up process like and does he have a setback and if he has a setback how does that affect you know the, their activity ahead of the deadline so hmm. um, I think that there's more questions than answers with them as there has been for most of the season but I'm erring more on the side of them probably not making a move or or it being a smaller move if they end up making
3: one. Certainly, as a Laker fan, I'm keeping my, keeping my fingers crossed that there is no setback with Anthony Davis. But you bring me to my next question: um, Thomas Bryant has been nothing short of brilliant since AD has gone down with this in, with this injury, and you tweeted something uh, a little bit less than an hour ago about the possibility of playing LeBron. Thomas and Ad on the floor together. Did it, it? It sounds like this is something that Darvin Ham is going to explore a little bit.
2: Yeah, no, I think it, it makes a lot of sense. You know, I, I think Thomas Bryant and Dennis Schroeder You know, we we're just talking about why the Lakers have been playing so well. Like those two guys really stand out as two guys who you know, missed the first thirteen games of the season. Both had the, the same thumb injury, coincidentally, uh, and were rehabbing it together, but. Both guys, veteran minimum guys, come in, and um, you know Dennis has basically been a starter you know, since day one of, of him playing. But Thomas has obviously taken that spot since AD went down. But I really think he, you know, almost single handedly kind of changes that, the the way the Lakers no might play moving forward, just because they hadn't had that consistent uh, that consistent center play. You know, W-Winion Gabriel is solid, but he, he's more of a four than a five. Although he had to play a lot of five. Damian Jones is out of the rotation, has not really played that well this season. Uh, and Thomas was kind of up and down before the AD injury and was in the rotation for a bit, was out, and hadn't shot the ball that well. And um, so I think the way he's played these last few weeks since, since AD went down has been incredible. Um, you know, I think he, he's clearly, you know, should be, whether he's starting to come off the bench, should be a big part of the rotation moving forward. And I expect, you know, I, I expect the Lakers to probably go back to AD at center uh, for the most part, but I think there should be some shifts during the game and maybe even closing games where you go 80 and Thomas Bryant. Cause we've seen this formula work. We, yeah. we saw it work a couple of years ago when the Lakers won the title, with avail McGee and Dwight Howard. Now Thomas Bryant's a much different center than those guys. He's not the rim protector. He's not necessarily as athletic or big as those guys, but he's rebounding the ball at an incredible level and he's finishing, you know, shooting 65% over the last couple of weeks, shooting three ball well, mid range well. So like, He's more of an offensive center, and I think it kind of gives them a different wrinkle. So I think it's something that the Lakers are definitely going to look at. And, um, you know, I, I probably expect them ultimately to go back to, to 80 at the 5. But w- with the way that Thomas is, is playing, uh, I think it's going to be really hard for them to, to keep him off the floor.
1: Yovan Buha joining us right now at three. The fan does a great job covering the Los Angeles Lakers for the Athletic. I want to circle back, Yovan, to the trade possibilities for the Lakers and, and these comments from LeBron, you know, pointing to the idea that the Lakers will try to make a move because it, it's one thing to say that, but we all know the options for the Lakers, as far as the picks they could offer up are not many. I mean, they still have the first rounders. I believe it's in 2027 and 2029. What's the sense you get from that front office, their willingness to, to depart with those remaining first round picks in a trade that could potentially help somebody like LeBron?
2: Well, the, the way they look at it is they only get really one shot to, to make a move. And obviously they, they can make a couple moves. moves. Um, you know, they, they get a third tradable first round pick uh, at the, the 2023 draft that they'll have a, a third pick to trade. So, you know, you, you could potentially make a, a blockbuster move at that point with, with three first round picks or, you can split up how you want to move the picks, but really they, they kind of view it as we're going to get one shot to, to, upgrade this roster. And we want to be diligent and make sure that it is the right move. Because I think internally they view it as, you know, they already kind of made a mistake with, with the Russell Westbrook right. trade um, and the way that that's played out. And, and remember, like they attached the first round pick to, to get Russell Westbrook on top of giving up, all the depth that they gave up, particularly Kyle Kuzma and KCP. So I think for them, they're looking at it, you know, right now the cost, the cost since the summer has been you know, one pick to, to take on Russell Westbrook's contract and then another pick for whatever that team is giving up, you know, to, to the Lakers. So really any Russ trade is going to require two first round picks, mm. which is a steep price, you know, unless you're getting an all-star or, or just a really high level, role-player, starter-level guy, that's a high price for, for any trade. So realistically, I think they're looking more at can we move a Patrick Beverly, uh, a Kendrick Nunn. Those, those are kind of the, the two names that have been out there the most. And, and can we attach a first-round pick uh, and, and get a, you know, a starter upgrade or, or just a, a better shooter, a better wing? Um, you know, can we find someone like that? So I think that, that's kind of more realistically of, of what they're looking at. Uh, but, again, right now, you know, I think that the list of guys that would qualify might only be Boyan um in Detroit in terms of guys that are actually available. Now, I do think that will change, you know, closer to the trade deadline. But the other issue that the Lakers have is that, um, you know, they don't have the assets that other organizations have. So, you know, everyone wants to upgrade on the wing. Everyone wants better shooting. Um, so if they get into a bidding war, you know, there, there's only a limit to, to what they can ultimately offer. And it's primarily picks where other teams can maybe throw in an interesting young guy or, or some more expiring contracts, more money. Like, so I think that the Lakers' optionality is, is really going to come down to, you know, the, their palette for giving up at least one pick, but potentially two mm. and, and kind of what's realistically out there. So again, right now I don't think there's much, but we're, we're still, you know, January 11th, we got a little less than a month yeah. of the trade deadline. I expect that will change in the coming weeks.
1: Yovan, appreciate the time. Very interesting stuff. Will be interesting to see uh, what the Lakers do. And uh, when Anthony Davis comes back, because we know before the injury, he was playing at a really, really high level. Appreciate the time. Keep up the great
3: Thanks, work. Yovan.
0: Thank you, guys. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news,